This is the Go Radio Football Show, hosted by Paul Kinney and Craig Moore. Three and a half weeks in, three weeks to go to the Euros 2020 final. And yet it's happened, it's Italy against... England, of course, on Sunday. Craig Moore, who knows all about top tournaments, is with us. Craig, how are you feeling? What about last night then? England deserved to go through. They, they've got there. I know the penalty. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. But, yeah. but how do you feel overall that uh, Gareth Southgate has taken his team to the final? Yeah, I think, look, uh, over the course of the, the, the match, I think England probably did deserve to, to get through to the final. We can touch on that they've had the soft yeah. side of the draw, now potentially six out of seven games at, at Wembley. Uh, a lot has favoured England, but you still have to... Uh, deliver and, and be able to get there on Southgate I think he's he's been enormous this tournament mm. because he's made some really really big calls tactically personnel so far he's got everyone spot on he's a class act isn't he whatever you think and it's a tough one isn't it here we are in Glasgow's own radio station just days before the Euros final and uh, yeah England are in that final so we'll talk about it and you can call too 0808 17 17 700 I'm thinking of those uh, people who called earlier saying that they were Scots but they were supporting England and they're entitled to that we couldn't understand it but maybe maybe this is the time now to let us know how you feel what is happening with the old firm well Rangers have uh, they've just got Real Madrid coming to town in a couple of weeks time what do you make of that Carlo Ancelotti in charge Real Madrid at Ibrox that's all yeah and no, probably caps off a fantastic pre-season preparation for Rangers um, also play earlier Arsenal which is a great game but mm. to, to have Real Madrid travel here we know how, how big a football club they are Ancelotti a uh, fantastic manager look it'll be a fantastic hit out no doubt if all the fans and all that sort of stuff can get in and watch that um, I'd encourage that because yeah. that'll be a wonderful opportunity Sunday July the 25th look out for Real Madrid playing against Rangers in town the week before they've got Arsenal Celtic have got West Ham coming up and they're at Charlton this weekend and for Celtic well a, a, an Australian radio station yes it is well they're giving advice to Ange Postacoglu and it's controversial stuff what's the, what's the word about the backroom team oh I mean I think it was a programme uh, Triple M um, mm. an hour football show back there and, and big to- station isn't that yeah, big it network is, yeah. it is a big network you know they're, they're people that are passionate about the game and they get on and they have a listen and Tony Rallis is an agent that I know well and he was just you know kind of mentioning that uh, Ange's position at, at, at Celtic where he would basically uh, would need to inherit the, the staff that is there rather than be able to bring uh, his own staff in look I, I think that that's not the case if I'm being honest I think that Ange has the opportunity uh, to, to bring staff into the football club but Ange knowing the way that he likes to operate, he will give everybody at the club the opportunity to be a part of the future. Yeah. He will indeed. Yeah, let's go in the lines, actually. It's Sean is on from Gothamlick. Hi, Sean. Good evening. Hi there, Paul. Hi there. Is it Craig? It's Craig Moore. How are you, Sean? Hi, hi, Craig Moore. Craig, with that voice, it, it could only be, you know, you <laughs> know right away when Oz is on. Well, well, it's Scotty yeah. McDonald's in Australia, so it's not oh, Scotty Max. <laughs> Sean, I heard I heard a question there, Paul. Will people in Scotland support England? I'm got to say, I'm got to. Say, I want England to do well, John. Okay. That's English blood, and um, they're a British nation, so um, I like them to do well. The only thing is, we'll never hear the end. Still <laughs> never hear the end. So, aye. Uh, and I heard yeah. I heard a wee hang uh, on uh, the other radio station. Okay. Yep. Um, Jim White might actually wear an England hat. Oh, 
Oh, we're really well. Listen, I put a call into Jim, so we're trying to get him. We'll find. He was at the game last night. I doubt if Jim would be wearing the England top. Hey, no, but, he unless it was for a bit. Oh, yeah. for charity. Simon McDavid, Jim, and yeah. he says I he would do that if he got a cap. So you can pull him up for that one if you well, want. Well, if Simon's got enough money, surely if he's got any left after that Crystal Palace deal too. Hey, yeah. you never know. Jim does uh, loads for charity. So Sean, that is a good yeah. question. I mean, it's a balance for us, isn't it? To say, mm-hmm. we don't want to be petty. They have mm-hmm. got to the final. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've had every game apart from the quarterfinal in their own stadium. Um, it doesn't happen for many for many countries, does it? Uh, and look, uh, Sean, the interesting, uh, I think, question from from me to you and, and to a lot of people that are saying that they, they you know, support England or, you know, quite happy to see England win, you know, that's great for me if you're Scottish and it's your second team. Uh, I, I, I get that. I just kind of struggle a little bit when, you, you know, you've got Scottish people and they say, no, no, the number one team that I'm supporting is England. But, mate, each to their own. Like I said, if we were all the same, it would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? But England have had a, a fantastic opportunity um, this tournament, uh, you know, to possibly lift the lift the title, win the, the competition. As you yeah. touched on, Paul, you know, six out of the seven games at Wembley, mm-hmm. look, they had a tough group. Um, you know, Scotland obviously done extremely well against yep. them in, in, in that particular match. Then when the draw split up, they had the soft side of the draw, but you still need to go and do the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so far, England and Gareth Southgate have got it spot on. Italy have had a tough run though yeah. haven't they you know they've been Definitely up against Austria side. that was really really tough and obviously against Spain yeah. and Belgium who went into this Sean is uh, rated the biggest the number one team in the world against yeah I'm saying the, the Italians have had a tough route against the Belgians Austrians uh, you know they've not had an easy run to the final Oh, definitely. You know, I, I think Italian are playing well. It's all guaranteed on Sunday. It's, uh, it's got to be a hard game. I think it's got to go all the way. It mm. could even go to penalties. I'm not going to say mm. England have won it or yep. Italy's got to win it straight away. I think it's got to be a tough game. I still no made up my score for um, Sunday, but I think it's got to be a good watch. Yeah. And I'll be watching it on ITV because I'm not watching it on the BBC. I'll be picking ITV over the BBC. Really? D- despite that? Oh, 100%. I, I mean, the commentary last night, I thought he went a little bit over the top and there's a kind of commentators, uh, presenters union, but I, I thought he was a bit over the top. Was it Sam Matterface? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, look, they get they get a little bit excited, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's been, it's been a long time and every tournament, mm. you know, football's coming home and... <laughs> they're in their bubble, aren't they? Casper Schmeichel um, was great beforehand, wasn't he? In the press, was he? Yeah. In the press, he said, "Coming home? What, when has it ever been exactly. home?" Yeah. Uh, and then they touched on what 1966. We said, "Yeah, but that's the World Cup, not the Euros." That's right. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good stuff. Sean, I, I like what you're saying as well. It's you know we're we're hopefully bigger than this, and we'd love to see Scotland okay, back yeah. competing in in the in the group stages, and that's what we've got to look to to try and yeah. get in the World Cup. And it shows you how tough it's going to be, you know, with the Austrians and the Danish because yeah. the Danes are uh, you know well I think they've showed they've showed that the Danes are uh, they're a fantastic team Mm. you know I mean we touch on unfortunately the 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 scenes game one with with Christian Eriksen and we know who's who's world class Um, but out out with that they're they're just a very very good team and Mm. that work extremely well together there's no real weaknesses Uh, and look they they gave England some some real problems in terms of the way that they played Um, England didn't match up uh, nope. With them, which they, they did against Germany. And look, for, for 60, 70 minutes, the Danes were very, very good in this match. So certainly in, in regards to World Cup qualifi- uh, qualification for Scotland, we know that's going to be a tough game. It's going to be tough. What about uh, Mikael Damsgaard? What, what about his goal? Before we uh, get your next question, Craig, what did you make of that goal? 30-yard screamer, wasn't it? That was yeah. an absolute cracker. Sean, I don't know what, what you think. Uh, goalkeeper's absolutely no chance with that free kick. No, any goalkeeper, even Alan McGregor wouldn't have saved that. 
Uh, it was top class, wasn't it? I mean, it, you know, it, it didn't need to be in the corner, but it was it was whipped over the wall with pace, yeah. and and I think it's in the back of the net before Pickford can, can actually oh, really get a, a side of it. Mm. Pickford had his uh, well, it's the first goal that he's uh, conceded in the tournament but he looked a little bit ropey at times last night do you think the nerves got to England the collective look the the interesting thing for me was that the longer the game went I, I think and I, I felt that England could become a little bit more nervous now Pickford did show signs uh, and I've also seen that watched him a couple of times at Everton this season he does have that in his locker a little bit but the remainder of the squad stayed, uh, stayed very calm um, they had that little wobble but then as, as that, that last bit and going into extra time lots of stuff, for me, England, although it was maybe a little bit dubious in how yeah. they got through, they looked the stronger team and the ones that were going to go on and win the match. Was it a penalty? Sean, what did you think? Um, it was not a penalty. No. Yeah, I'll no. be honest. Yeah. It definitely was a penalty. I don't know who was looking at VAR. Yeah. That, is, uh, um, that was not a penalty. Mm-hmm. And I'm off of VAR, but yeah. the fact that like, VAR is getting good, man, to get a look at that, to me that was an offence. Yeah. The, the goal, the goal England scored was an own goal. So mm-hmm. I'll be honest when it comes to things like that. Yeah. I do fancy England, but but yeah. um, I had a few other points to make. I don't know if he's a lack of. We do, Sean. Hold it one second. I just want to see what Craig's view was on the penalty. The yeah. consensus is yeah. it was really soft and probably wasn't actually. Yeah. Would, uh, well, look uh, for me. Uh, look, I can see how it was given. I'm, yeah. I'm probably a little bit like you, Sean. I'm surprised that maybe the referee. Um, didn't go and have a look. Mm. Uh, do, do you think they don't want sure. to? Because the referees have been doing really well. That's the consensus. That you yeah. maybe didn't want to go over and look at the screen, maybe from six. Yeah, but no. again, like that, that this is a concern for me with VAR. Is it still there's no process that looks the same for every single decision. It's still like oh, okay, well maybe we'll look at this one. Maybe we won't look like so. The process needs to be a lot clearer for us, for us, for the fans, yeah. so that we're clear in terms of these decisions and and, and how the the process looks. Um, and and then how those decisions are made. I thought it was very, very soft. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there was probably an earlier shout, Sean, for a penalty for Harry Kane that they didn't get. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Well, sure. So it comes sure. Sean, what's your other question? Yeah, you're through to Craig Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig and yourself, Paul. Um, I heard on um, Sky Sports earlier this morning that uh, England are getting uh, three charges, one for Boone, the anthem. I don't mind that because I think all nations say that, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't really bother with that one. Well, yet, I think we're but, guilty as charged as well, aren't yeah, we, on that yeah. one? You know, not personally, I've, but I've yeah. Done it, I've done it a lot, so see, to be honest, um, that one I don't know, but somebody is, to, to shine a laser pen yeah. into yep. Shemaiko, the goalkeeper, I think that's absolute laggy. That's actually the blind that guy. Yeah, no, that, look, that, that definitely with the laser, um, you know, that needs to be dealt with. Uh, and to be honest with you, mate, I didn't even see it, like, during the game. It's, yeah, just, it's, obviously, actually, it's just a flow-on yeah. and you follow, so you see social media and you see bits and pieces and then you kind of look, oh, then you see it and you go, how, how did I miss that? Mm-hmm. In regards to the national anthems, look, I've, I've, been, I've played for Australia many times, played in many different countries and, and been booed um, at that stage. Uh, and I kind of, for me, like it was one of those ones as a player where it was like, you know what, it was a, it was kind of a compliment in a way, right. you know, yeah. because you, you know that it's not because they dislike you. They're trying to create an atmosphere that's an advantage for their team. And I totally get that. Yeah. It's host- hostile atmosphere is what you're looking for. Yeah. I think the thing with the Danes, because of the Christian Eriksen, you felt as if just yeah. give them the respect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that affected it. Maybe last night you felt, nah, come on, for this moment. But w- w- as I've said, 
Yeah, the Scots do it as well, don't we? You know, when we hear yeah. some other anthems, sometimes uh, people do sing. How, how can anybody boo, boo the Danes? They're, so, they're such lovely. Exactly, they're yep. such lovely people, yep. aren't they? And and look, the the story of the mm. tournament, yep. uh, which has been uh, quite an incredible one, as we touched on with, with Christian Eriksen, uh, Captain Simon Kerr, and, mm. and what an enormous character he was in that particular moment, along with Schmeichel. And Schmeichel was excellent again last night, but. They're out, unfortunately. Almost like man of the match, wasn't he? I know they lost, so Raheem Sterling, was he man of the match for you? Or? Raheem Sterling, for me, has been England's best player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he seems to, to to be able to express himself a, a lot better now on the football field. I'm sure he makes errors. He made a big error that he was lucky uh, against the Germans when Muller was through on goal. Yeah. But he kind of just, you know, he dusts himself down now and just gets on with it. And he's been involved in all the the, the bigger moments for England. Sean, can we ask you something? So Rangers, you're looking forward to the new season. You've got Arsenal coming yeah. and now Real Madrid, yeah, 25th. Oh, oh, that's good. Hopefully some fans can get in there, even if it's 2,000. But yeah. surely there can be an, an increase. See, if London, Wembley can get 62,000, surely mm. you could get maybe 5,000 out of the iBook, surely. That's a good point. And you know, they're talking about getting 90,000 on Sunday. I haven't heard the latest, but this morning yeah. they were talking about trying to make it the full 85, 90,000. That's a good point. Real Madrid coming to town. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you, you want, you, we all want, we can see the difference now when watching these games in terms of how much a, a better a spectacle it is, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a pre-season game, sure, you know, Rangers against Real Madrid, which is a massive, massive game. I, I agree with you, mate. We need to try and find the safest possible way to, to, yeah. to get the most amount of fans in to be able to experience that match. Yeah. Even, even if we need to go to see if people wanted to go to Ivor, if you're lucky enough to get tickets, um, I wouldn't mind if I needed to see Booker go over to having the bottom me. I know I know it's not the nicest thing to go through, but We've been starved, haven't we, mate? We've been starved mm-hmm. from watching that that, oh, that live football. And we we can't we can't go through an off season you might not get into guns surely that um, maybe not as much in the top league, but mm-hmm. the Scottish game and the Old League, I think you could clubs could I'm inspired some of the real clubs in no, I tell you, the, the club TV has been a godsend mm. for them. It really has. You know, the revenue, Sean, they're getting by the fans uh, paying for it. And we've got, you know, Barry, when he was at Kelty Hearts, yep. we, we all... Celtic TV, yeah. yeah. We, we all paid the, the money to, yeah, yeah. to watch them uh, win. Uh, so that has helped big time. But surely, the, I think the fans, they will be back soon. Hopefully we go to level zero. Hopefully we get people uh, in August. But it would be too late for that. Sean, what about Morellas? In fact, I want to ask you, Craig Moore... Mm. I, I was reading today that Morellas, in fact, there, there isn't a bid from Porto yet. We thought there had been. Yeah. <laughs> so, Look, I've heard yeah. mixed things on the, the Morelos-Porto um, situation and, and ranging from Porto not being interested to Morelos uh, not being interested in, in them. So, look, it just seems a bit of a strange situation. Um, again, Rangers for me uh, would want to, I think, keep Morelos now. Uh, and if they were going to lose them, I think you've got to, you've got to have a deadline so that you know exactly where you stand in regards to to moving forward within the season. Uh, Sean, be interested to know your thoughts on that. But I think Morelos will stay. Sean, and to to be honest, to be honest, the Avengers I can't sell Morelos. I think they need to do it in the next ten days because going into qualifiers and the, uh, going into Champions League, you can't have a player that doesn't doesn't know where he's going and. Yep. You get turned, you know, especially 
Champions League Cover. Rangers haven't been in the Champions League in almost 10 years, over 10 years. So we can't mess that up. So also, if Rangers have got to sell them, I wouldn't sell them for less than 15 or 20 million, but that's 10 million, I think. I, I don't know, because you're hearing it in stories that um, a bid went in, but you're not actually hearing it on Sky Sports and all that. So mm. I don't know mm. if any of the bids are actually true. And the 15, the 15, 20 millions that you're talking about, um, the the market COVID. Uh, globally, oh, it, mate, it's dropped significantly. So yep. the 15, 20 million um, for me at this moment in time is unrealistic and, and Rangers aren't going to receive a, an offer of that kind of value. And Craig, Sean, Sean, before you go, what about John Lindstrom? What do you reckon, Craig? I missed you on Monday, a few days yeah. up north. Um, I caught some of the show, but I missed yeah. all of it. What do you reckon? Lundstrom at Rangers. I spoke to Michael Ball. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I spoke to Michael Ball. Ball, I tried to get him on the radio. He was picking up the kids. He says, yeah, mate, right. sorry, I can't get away from the kids. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah. he, you know, because they come through the Everton Academy, yeah. so I knew a, a bit about him. He had to um, to, to, to get out and, and loan at, at a few mm-hmm. clubs to get senior football, develop that way. Then eventually got his move to, to Sheffield United. Um, you know, so he's had the experience of uh, playing at a decent level, gaining promotion. Plus, obviously, the disappointment of relegation. So, look, it's a player that was a free, uh, good business, plays as a six or an eight. Um, and, and for me, he'll, he'll he'll fill a good position within the squad and, and and hopefully keep somebody honest, Sean, in terms of a starting 11 place. But that's what you want within your squad. Oh, definitely. definitely. I think for a free, he's meant to be valued at um, between 10 and 12 million. And to be honest, I think that's a bargain for a country. Rangers keep him two or three years and then it's going to go into bigger things. But I'm supposed to be the guy basically when Rangers were interested, they basically ran up to Glasgow. We just want to get the deal done there and then. So I'm happy with that. I just don't want McBungle at Rangers. I just don't think he's at Rangers standard and doesn't score enough goals for me. So I don't want him at Rangers, but I'm happy with Who was that, Sean? Sorry, I missed that name. McBungle. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, big Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really yeah. a fan of him. Yeah. I would, I'd rather right. play... Uh, Paul up front in hand, to be I think as well. You look at the the stocks yeah. that, that Rangers have got there now. You, you know, you're talking Morelos, you're talking Defoe, you're talking Roof, you're talking mm-hmm. Itton. Yeah. Um, for me, they 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 unless they lose one of those players, mm-hmm. um, then they're not going to look to bring in another striker. Sean, what's your prediction for Sunday then? Italy against England. What's your scoreline? Um. <laughs> Come on, Sean, we have to hurry. 3 2 England. 3-2. And is that in regular time or are we going extra time? If we're going extra time, right, see if we go, I'll say 3-2, right, but see if we go extra time and penalties, I fancy it. Oof. All right, okay. Because this is the man, if you're just tuning in, Sean came on early in the season and said Rangers would win the title by over 20 points. And everybody... He knows his stuff then. Yeah. Huh? And everyone said, what? Sean, thanks for calling. You take care. Cheers, Cheers, Sean. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. To go on the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, great to be back in a few days. Holiday up north, Craig. Beautiful in Scotland, up the west coast. uh, So it was great. I heard a bit of you and Rob, so that was good. And Rob will be back on next week as well. But yeah, it was beautiful in Scotland. And I know what people say about the weather, but you know, when the rain went, the sun came out and it's warm. 20 degrees. Fantastic! You can't, yep. you can't beat it. And, yep. and to be fair, don't the Scots enjoy a nice, a nice warm day when it comes out? I mean, I, I love the Scottish people anyway. They've always yep. got a smile on their face. But when that sun's out, it just makes it extra special. 
can you imagine if we had the weather you could be in the tourist board as well because it is such a beautiful country I must I must say yeah, great yeah. to get back out again everyone take care it's been a tough 16 months I know we kept hearing that about England it's been a tough 16 months oh my goodness be up here in Scotland but you know what the season will be back for us quite soon we were at the Euros okay it was one goal one point but we were there yep and uh, Craig, hopefully, although it's going to be tough for the World Cup qualifiers, yeah. uh, there's no getting away from it. Yeah. Um, do you think we can qualify? Yeah, no, but I, I look, from what I've seen in terms of um, the effort uh, of the, the Scottish squad to get to the Euros, to show, uh, especially against against England, the type of performance that is there. Um, and it's just now about that that consistency. I think that the, the depth of the squad uh, that Clark has now, I think, is, is probably as good as what it's been for a long, long time. Uh, there's some some really good experience mixed with, with with youth and emerging talents. Billy Gilmore, obviously, with touch on Patterson, who, who got some minutes at the final yeah. game. Uh, Turnbull, who didn't get that experience. Mm. For me, it's, it's a really positive situation for Scotland. And they have every chance. International football, World Cup qualifications, Euros, they're all hard matches, but you've always got an opportunity. We were there, and let's hope that we will. And it's such a young team, isn't it? You, you're mentioning the emerging yep. talent, but Billy Gilmer was, what, 20, yep. two, three weeks ago. David Turnbull, young man, was he 21, yep. 22? There's so many young players coming through. And then, you know, the Ryan Christie's and the Callum McGregor's, the established players, yep. are still actually, what, 50, 26, 20, 27. Uh, so it's not an old team it's, at all, far from it. It's not an old team. There's definitely a, a, a cycle. Yeah, you're talking about a four-year cycle yep. that's there. I mean, uh, let's not forget Shea Adams has just come into the fold. Uh, for me, he's also a, a very good player. Um, it's great to have him involved in, in, in the squad because I think that, you know, he's he's exciting and, and plays at a level where, um, you know, coming up against that talent week in, week out can only benefit Scotland and the national team. So they have a really good balance and there'll be others that will that will break through. Yep. You know, there will definitely be other players that will break through and start knocking on the door. You've got Ryan Gold, who's done very, very well in Portugal, who missed out, unfortunately, for this tournament. So there will be other players that stand up as well, and that's a good position to be in. Of course, and up front, Kevin Nisbet, who did get game yes. time, but uh, he's impressive, and it's going to be a fascinating few weeks. I mean, we're on every night from five to six, then we'll be back from five to seven yep. as we lead up to the new season. Because the transfer window, there's going to be yeah. so much happening, not least at Celtic. Rangers have done their business early on. Yep. Listen, we don't know about Morellas yet. Yep. Will there be another big signing at Rangers? We'll find out. But for Celtic then, with uh, Ange Postacoglu mm -hmm. very much there, mm -hmm. uh, Don Mackay in charge as well as the, the CEO, yep. uh, Postacoglu, he's made a good impression. I yep. love the fact he said these are only words though, and I like that. Yep. I think the Scots have taken to that. I've spoken to a number of people in the last uh, week who are saying, do you know what? He's the manager now. He's not the Hollywood signing of Stephen Gerrard. Stephen yep. Gerrard there uh, if, uh, and, and it's Rangers who did so well last season for Celtic now they need to get behind the manager and he needs to get the team the backroom team and the players what about the players then who is going to be coming in they're talking um, about the goalkeeper the Brighton keeper Matty, Matty Ryan, Ryan yeah. is that going to happen do you think? Look I don't think I don't think that will happen um, You know, I, I just think that, that Celtic uh, at the moment obviously have invested quite a bit um, with, with the goalkeeper um, can he do anything with Barkas then because Barkas played last night what's yeah. your take on it knowing Postacoglu they paid what four and a half million for Barkas yep. somebody saw something in him no no for sure and and look sometimes when that, that foreign player coming to Scotland can be very very difficult and it, and it can be hard to settle um, so you've got to take all these things into consideration I think what potentially can be a, a, a positive for Celtic here is Ange Postacoglu has the same background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yep. so se yep. second season, uh, he will connect with this goalkeeper 
for me better than than than, than the previous, only because of the background, so uh, the understanding yeah. of the type of character. Um, and and he will give this goalkeeper every possible chance to 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 redeem himself as as number one, and and have a presence that hopefully then can can flow on to to the rest of the team. Matty Ryan is still under contract at Brighton. I think you start talking financially, uh, it gets a little bit pricey. So for me, I don't think it's easy to link him, being an Aussie and and played under Ange. Sure. But I don't th- uh, see how this can can actually happen. He'd be in huge money as well, I would imagine, at Brighton. And he's got 60 caps as well for Australia. Yep. So, you know, he's, what, 27 years old. Um, and I guess for the keeper, I hadn't really thought about that, the Greek connection as well. Yes. And if the if the boss takes time mm-hmm. with him, it could help. And we heard from Leanne Crichton was telling us yeah. at, at Glasgow City as she's yes. moved on to, yep. to Motherwell yep. and the coaching as well. But she was saying that, but girls had come over to play during the season. Mm-hmm. They couldn't meet anybody. Everyone was in isolation. Yeah, so yeah. you get people in flats all over the west of Scotland yep. who hardly meet anybody. And for yeah. Barkas, it's tough to assimilate into a community yeah. when there is no community well, during that period. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. very, it's a, it's a really good point uh, because again, like I says, it's it, look, you want to be as professional as you possibly can, and you go in and you and you work and you're working extremely hard. But in terms of your life, you, you need a balance as well. And and if you don't have that balance, uh, you know, even just popping out to the local Greek restaurant, yeah, yep. to to, to kind of start to to feel your way into a city and, and start to yes. be a little bit more familiar. Very, very difficult situation. Uh, and then on top of that, where, you know, Celtic, it was a struggle for them last season. Mm. And, and we know that in terms of the media, we we don't we don't miss them. Like, you no, know what I mean? So sure. it's, it's kind of, it, it, it can be very, very difficult for these players if they've not had that experience. Um, but second season round should definitely be better. Uh, and, and I think, like I said, I think Celtic with the, the money that's been invested, um, We'll try and get him up and running and hopefully he can do the job this season. So the news today was, uh, well, speculation, but Celtic in talks with the Swedish defender Karl Starfelt. Mm-hmm. Around four million it would be for the Russian club, Roman Kazan. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Craig? What do you know of him and uh, any word on it? Look, this particular player, look, I, I, I do know that Celtic are looking for an experienced defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think um, Starfelt is, is 26 years old. Uh, he's played at a decent level. Um, so he, cer- he certainly fits... That profile. Uh, look, I don't. Celtic, in terms of the players, I'm pretty sure that they have their targets, and it's just now about that whole discussion, negotiation, and that that process. And unfortunately, they've gone through change where we've had Peter, who who's done absolutely an amazing job at Celtic, but done everything, to 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 now sort of like, okay, so who's doing this? Who's doing that? And it's just a little bit clunky at the moment. And I think that's. That process, once that's sorted, then you'll start to see uh, players coming through the door at Celtic very quickly. Yeah, the Peter Lowell era. It was a long time. There was great success, but it has gone now. Uh, I heard you on Monday and you mentioned the Vuskovic deal. It seems to be dead. Um, It's not resurrected. Why do you think? What went wrong on that one? Is there... Again, just I mean, Vuskovic is uh, is a nineteen year old. Uh, he's he's a great young talent. Yeah. But I, I think Celtic, uh, or certainly Ange, was looking for a little bit more experience. And again, when then you start talking about numbers, potentially five six million euro transfer yeah. before you get to salary. Um, so therefore. That's why I think Celtic were looking at different options. Celtic a 3-1 win yesterday as yep. uh, they get underway in the pre-season friendlies mm. against uh, the Blades. Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday yep. yeah, 3-1. I mean, I know it's... It, it's uh, the Owls, it's, no, is it not the Owls? The Owls, I beg your pardon. The Blades, the of course, Sheffield United. Yes, yes. Talking about Alden McBurney a few <laughs> moments ago. Well done. Just checking that we're... Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm with it. I'm with three it. days off. The not Owls sharp, against the Blades. Sharp. Oh, no, no, you are. Um, so, I see a Yeti was the captain yesterday. Did we read anything into this? Is this, again, is it psychology trying to get a Yeti... You know, fired up. 
Oh yeah, I mean, there's there'll, there'll be an element of that for sure. I mean, look, let's not forget this is the, this is the first friendly game. You know, three thirty-minute games. Oh, I think it's the most important thing for for Celtic at the moment, and and for Ange is is that he will want to see what he's working on in the training field being translated to the friendly games. Results are irrelevant. Players' f- fitness is very very important. Uh, and and that's what he'll be looking at. But in terms of you know the captaincy for that particular match, you don't, certainly don't read anything into that. But he might be you know looking to try and gain a little bit more out of a player that maybe underperformed or didn't get the opportunities or for whatever reason last season. He's looking to try and manage and try and get the maximum out of his players. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned there about Triple M in Australia yep. suggesting that he would have to almost make do. Is that what they were saying <laughs> that he should work with the? That's essentially yeah, yeah. what they're yeah, saying yeah. Uh, with the backroom team. But that's not your understanding, and I don't think that's what the Celtic support would want to hear. Yeah. If it was same again totally in the backroom team. What do you think is going to happen? Because there's good people there. There is. Look, Ange is very, very experienced. Let's, mm. he's, he's managed for a long time. He's been in many different countries. Um, he's seen a lot. He will have a good look and see what coaches are there, how the playing group respond to those coaches. Um, so you look at someone like you know John, Ke- John Kennedy, for example. Now, John, John Kennedy, uh, for me, uh, uh, by all reports, a wonderful human being, mm. um, an amazing football coach, but wants to be a head coach. Yeah. So therefore, I think potentially John Kennedy will be a head coach, but it's not going to be at Celtic. Yeah. You know, then you start looking at I think McManus, who's quite young, he's quite energetic. Uh, these are the kind of people that Ange wants mm-hmm. to surround himself with. You know, and then that way also I think it's a, it's aligning with the football club. Mm-hmm. You know, Darren O'Day again under eighteen coach. I, you know, he loves developing coaches as well as players. Good. So for me, I think it's an exciting time for, for these younger coaches. If he doesn't believe that he has the the right blend or mix, I'm convinced he's in a position where he can bring in his own staff. But first and foremost, I think for the right thing for the football club is he's having a look at what's here. I can hear the Celtic fans saying, what about up front? What is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, it was a really poor year for Griffiths. We won't go into that yep. at the moment. Yep. But, uh, you know, up front, a Yeti, it didn't quite happen. Maybe, yep. maybe it will do. Yep. Klamala has gone. And Edward, yeah, he scored. But Edward, we think that the clock would yeah. be... Well, what do you think on Edward? Is there... What, 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 look, what do you think is going to happen? There's no, yep. there's no doubting the ability of the lad. Uh, mm. He's a fantastic sure. player. But at the same time, I think everybody is well aware that there's a high, high chance that he's not going to be here uh, for this season. What's the word? Where's he going? I don't know where, but I mean, look, you keep hearing, obviously, the, the Premiership, you're hearing mm-hmm. Leicester, and look, he, he won't be a Celtic. I'd be very, very surprised if that's Celtic, uh, and therefore it is it is important that, that potentially a Yeti who, who, who didn't really happen for him last season, mm-hmm. can he find a new level under a new coach? Because sometimes it's just something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You, you make a really good connection with a new coach, and all of a sudden your confidence is through the roof, and... He's, he was signed for a reason, not because he was a bad player, yeah. you know. Um, but again, they will look, uh, uh, they, and they most certainly will be looking for a prolific goal scorer that can come in to the football club and hit the ground running for sure. Because it's so important, isn't it? And with Rangers as well, you know, with Morelos. Yep. Uh, will he stay? Will he go? Edward, how good can he be? He's had a great under-21 uh, season mm-hmm. with, with, with France. Can he go all the way? Do you think he's as good as, let's say... Uh, we said Dembele. Dembele, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, very similar profile. Mm. This is very similar. You know, coming um, to to another country as a young player, a very young player. 
um, and 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 still being um, a, an exceptional talent, being able to score regular goals. Last season, I think for him was probably a little bit disappointing. Maybe there was an opportunity to leave for whatever reason that didn't happen. Mm. So then all of a sudden you've got a player maybe thinking about what if. Um, and, and again, Ange Postacoglu will be very, very clear with everybody at that football club. You're welcome. You can be a part of this. But if you're not, let us know so we can get you out the door. Mm. It's as simple as that. Is he liking Glasgow? Is there any early word from him? What's he thinking of oh. this? The great city that's the centre of the universe for us. Yeah. You know, here in... Well, he's not seen too much. Yeah, no. He's not seen too much. He's been stuck in, in, in hotels. Yep. Uh, and obviously with, with all the quarantine, what have you. And, and when he's not in the hotel, he's, he's been working extremely hard and putting in the hours. Um, obviously at Celtic and on the on the training paddock, and now for ten days they're they're in uh, Cardiff, yeah, in Wales, I believe. So yep. um, again, it's just it's work, work, work. The couple of times that I have spoken to him, he has seemed absolutely shattered. Has he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah. he's been knackered. So yeah. I know he's putting in the hard yards, and I'm sure all the Celtic supporters were really really pleased to to hear that because. Uh, he doesn't want to let anybody down. Mm. I see Bolin, Bolly Bolingoli has uh, been on Instagram and he suggested he's up for the new season at Celtic. Um, do you think he will play again for Celtic this year? We know he was part of the story last year. You know, he went yeah. abroad for 24 yep. hours and that was costly for was. Celtic. But uh, is there a way back for him? Yeah, look, there's an opportunity. And I say there's an opportunity because um, you've only got Greg Taylor as a left fullback. So there, there needs to be competition uh, for a second place. Um, now, if if going into the market and Aaron Hickey and, and the likes have been mentioned, um, you know, if those kind of things aren't happening, then can Bolongoli come back and, and have a, a fresh slate and start again? Yeah, I, I think Ange is a type of manager that, that probably would give that opportunity. But one opportunity. You don't mess up because if you mess up, you're gone. Sure, yeah. And I mean... Everyone has made mistakes, so yeah, 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 yeah. you have to yeah. be. No, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give, yep. every, like I said, every player an opportunity because, look, let, let's not forget, okay, some players maybe haven't worked out um, at Celtic, for example, us, but they're signed because they're very good players. Mm-hmm. You don't come to a, a club the size of Celtic and, and be a bad football player. So Ange Postacoglu will give all these players the best opportunity um, to be involved, to be part of his family, as he likes to call it. Um, and, and like I said, and you'll see it. It becomes really, really obvious if you're going to be part of that or you're not. And it's not him saying, I don't want you. It's you kind of finding out that situation for yourself because you're either you're not buying in or you're not performing uh, and you sit on the outside. And he won't have people sitting on the outside trying or potentially uh, the opportunity to bring the rest of the group down. Three hours. Sorry, three days, two <laughs> hours, 19 minutes to go to the final Italy against England on Sunday, the huge Italian community, of course, uh, here yeah. in Scotland yeah. and, and loads of our English friends as well who are here. It's going to be some yeah. game. We're going to look forward to that. I have got a bit more news on Rangers and on Ross County in the League Cup game, which is off because of uh, COVID. That's coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, heading towards uh, the news at six. And then Jokal Day. And then tomorrow night it's in the studio, it's going to be Mark Guidi, the former president yes. of the Scottish Football Writers Association. All rise. Tonight, it's Craig Moore, the former Rangers. Crystal Palace. Oh, want to ask you about the manager there as well. Yes. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Australia, of course, with distinction. You played in Japan? 
No, I played in Greece briefly. Why not? Well, I knew there was an Ange Postecoglou. Yeah. Played, play, I played against Japan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> For the Blades. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. um, what about Crystal Palace then? What do you make of the, the, the new manager? Are you surprised? No, I mean, look, again, any, any manager that comes in to, to a premiership team, um, it's a tough, it's a tough job, you know. So Vieira has, has got his hands full there. Amazing uh, player, wasn't he? Just one of the amazing players. And, yeah. and and the thing is, look, I, I think Crystal Palace. Not I think I know Crystal Palace are, are wanting to 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 change the the style of play. Um, but you know, when that happens, it needs to be gradual. It can't be something that just goes from zero to a hundred because. Premiership survival is so important, you know. So it's 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 making gradual changes to change the style of play. Um, Patrick Vieira um, maybe have inexperience at the top top level, um, so he's obviously got a lot to prove. Um, but that's normal, and the big players that have experienced that can go on and be big coaches. Uh, I've no doubts about that. And and the most important thing is the ability to work in a market where um, you can bring the the right talent. But I think Crystal Palace have actually got some exciting players mm. um, would you keep Townsend I see he has, his contract's up yeah I mean I think Townsend's, Townsend's a, a, is a good player yep. but, you know for me he's, he's, he's a creative player he um, is always looking to um, you know create opportunity to, to have that shot he's, he's got the wonderful finishes he's got the killer ball um, and he gives you um, you know an outlet in that final third and Premiership like I said I just think that that attacking four that, that, that Crystal Palace have can be so much better with a, like a new f- form of, of football, a new style yeah. of play. And so I think that that's exciting for Crystal Palace. So you're never quite sure where they are. Are they now an established team uh, in, the, in the Premier League? Which they are, mm-hmm. but, the, and, but you think, could they go top 10, yeah. which is maybe where yeah. they should be, just the, the upper half of, of the Premier League. More importantly, in Scotland, all I wanted to ask you about Benitez, Surprised that he's gone to Everton. Is it going to work? I mean, he said the thing about he loves Merseyside. He loves the Scousers. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad line to play. It's, um, it's not bad. It's hard when you've been at the other club. Of course. You know, very, very difficult. Um, and and he's a legend there. I mean, Champions he, League. Yeah, he, he is a legend. Um, and, you, and you're saying that he loves Merseyside. He loves to spend money. Uh, <laughs> and so, again, that, that, that could be a concern. Because and the big wages. Yeah. Massive wages. So, again, look, he, he has that clout mm. at, at that top level, highly experienced, um, wonderful networks. But Everton spent a lot of money last season yeah. also. Mm. Um, so it's about balancing the books. And um, they underperformed, didn't they? They fell away badly. They did yep. fall away. I mean, yep. I've seen them a couple of times mm. and I didn't feel as if they could, they could finish in the top six. They were a little bit too inconsistent. Um, so... Ah, look, big job. I'm sure it'll improve. But Everton now want to be a top six club. That's a big ask. But it's Scotland we're uh, interested in for the, the new season. Some of the headlines today, if you're just tuning into the Go Radio Football show, that uh, Rangers are going to be bringing Real Madrid, wow. arguably the biggest team in the world, are going to be here Sunday, July the 25th. And that's just the weekend after uh, Rangers play Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Celtic, as you know, will be playing West Ham United. And Celtic this weekend will be playing Charlton. Uh, that's on Saturday. And Rangers are playing Tranmere in the northwest uh, of England. Uh, some other headlines. Well, Craig Gordon has been named captain of Hearts. Where do you stand on that, Craig Moore? What do you think about uh, a goalkeeper being the skipper? Look, for me, I wouldn't have a goalkeeper as a skipper. Why? Uh, I just like to have somebody, in my experience, somebody who's more in the mix yeah. of the game um, and therefore can, can, can obviously maybe influence things in a positive way. Uh, look, Craig Gordon for me is an amazing goalkeeper, has had an amazing career that's still going and going strong. 
Uh, so, look, I certainly no concerns about his announcement. I think he represented the football club wonderfully well. Personally, in my opinion, I wouldn't have goalkeepers. No, because Aberdeen, if a Joel Lewis is, uh, is it going to be Scott Brown? Is he going to be the captain, do you think? Uh, I see Stephen Glass was talking yeah. about it yesterday, saying I've got a decision to make. Yeah. Joel Lewis has been the captain. Mm-hmm. Scott Brown's there and Andy Considine as well. Yeah. He's got great experience. Easy decision for me, Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Yeah, is that there no f- question? Yeah, For me, no question. Like I says, I mean, you've brought Scott Brown because of his experience and quality to your football club for a reason. I think that having him as the captain and, and real driving force, if the intention uh, is that he's going to be involved in playing a lot of football, okay, we know that he's getting a little bit older, Scott mm-hmm. Brown, so you can, you know, maybe he's not playing every every game plus the cup matches and all those kind of things. But for me, he's uh, he's the most likely candidate. But at Stephen Stephen Glass's decision, he had the armband for so long at Celtic, and he did so much damage against Aberdeen, you know, and just about every other club in Scotland. Would the yep. Aberdeen fans want it? Is it again the story of have a few good games, and of course they'll want him? Oh yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, as a football player, you, you can't concern yourself with the noise outside of your football club. Uh, Scott Brown is a leader. Uh, he's shown that his his whole career. Um, even as a young whippersnapper at Hibs and all that sort of stuff, he was he was nipping away at heels and biting and scratching, um, always trying to get in people's faces. And that look for me, he would be a, he is a great fit for Aberdeen, and I think he's probably like I said, somebody that could be a driving force still on that football field. Which when you're going through changes in a squad, I think it's important that you have that. That's Craig Moore, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show, and we had uh, Sean on earlier who was saying actually he's obviously he's a big Scotland fan, but he wants England to do well now that Scotland are out, and it's uh, the Italians who stand in the way yeah. of winning the Euros on Sunday. Uh, Spain obviously against Denmark in the, the third place playoff. It's yeah. always the, it's the kind of killer remember, game, isn't yeah. it? That game. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a difficult one. Dang it, man! I've never been in a position in a major tournament where no. I've been lucky sure. enough to play for a third or fourth <laughs> yeah. even. Uh, but I can imagine for the players, it's a Look, it's a hard one. It would be a hard one to get up for. Spain played so well, didn't they? In the, Very in, well. In the, Very yeah, well. They just the lacked. They mm-hmm. just lacked the, the whole tournament, apart from I think it was a 5 0 um, yeah. win in uh, the third group stage. Yep. Sorry, the third group match. Yep. But they just lacked you know, that ruthlessness in front of goal. Yep. A really talented team, really complete team. But like it says, and even against, against Italy, mm-hmm. you could see it was uh, some really good opportunities fell. Um, for them, they just didn't take those chances. And I think that's really been their tournament. One scary thing um, for Australia that are going to the Olympics, they've got Spain in their group. Six yeah. six players from this Spanish squad Oof. are then going to Tokyo for the, Olymp- wow. the Olympics wow. as well. Yeah. Huh? Wow, that is scary, isn't it? That, that wow. is scary. But, the, but yeah. the Italians have been, has been they've been fantastic. They're a new style yeah. of football. The, sure. the run that Mancini had, has this team on is incredible. I'm going to come back to that before the end of the programme. We're going to hear from uh, Jim Goodwin talking about the final and what he thinks is going to happen. Uh, but we should mention at home, you know, July the 8th, COVID's still with us. We have to be careful. And Ross County, they've had to give up the League Cup match against uh, Forfar because of COVID. Mm. And that's a pity to see. And uh, we know it's still around and it can still affect teams. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, look, it's always a tough one to take because we've all experienced... So so much difficulty um, over the past you know, year year yep. and a half and 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 you know for I, I, for our mental health being able to go out and actually watch the football games which is great that's what we love doing but the flip side of that also the clubs that financially um, rely uh, on on fans coming through those um, those doors so it's a difficult one it, it's always difficult hopefully we're starting to come through the other side but again this is this is very unfortunate for for Ross County because. Um, 
you know, it's a situation that it's, it's very, very hard for you to control at Mark, times. Of course, Mark McKay, the new manager. And of course, the Olympics you mentioned, yes. there's going to be no fans there. I heard yeah. that news coming out today. It's a real blow, isn't it? They're in lockdown again in Japan. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's quite a, a lot of um, unrest in yeah. Japan because uh, a lot of yeah. the a lot of the population are not supportive of the Olympics. Mm. You know, the, the Australian team were, were stuck seven hours at the airport. Um, Fortunately, they're they're there early enough. But a lot of these right. teams that are going to be coming in five, six days before the tournament starts, two or three days you can rule out through data, through process, through um, paperwork, through testing. They're not even going to be on the training field. So look, very very difficult. No fans. Look, we see the difference when you have fans in. Yeah, but we see, you know we we understand the way it is in the world. But now I was at Wembley for the Scotland England game, and it was just twenty two and a half thousand, Craig. But it was just phenomenal to yeah, be back. Yeah. It felt many more than twenty two and a half thousand, and they were really efficient. Did it well. Had to take the passport. Had to take the. Uh, the proof of vaccination is the double vaccine, yep. but it went well. It was yeah. really, really good. And of course, that was Scotland's finest moment in the Euros. And that's a game we'll remember for quite some time. Right, who's going to win it on Sunday? England against Italy. Here's the St Mirren boss, Jim Goodwin. So I think it'll take a brain surgeon to figure out who I'll be supporting. Um, now, listen, I've uh, I've got a lot of Italian friends, and um, it's a similar kind of flag to the one that uh, that I'm used to waving. So yeah, I don't think it'll be any surprise to anybody that I'll be backing the Italians on Sunday. That's uh, Jim Goodwin there. He's got, uh, <laughs> he's got the Kilmarnock contingent, of course, he was talking about today, the players that have joined him, and that's the that's the pre-season stuff well underway now, Craig. It's just phenomenal, isn't it? It's such a quick close season, and because the Euro's still on, mm. and we're going to be back at it before we, we we know. You blink, you miss it. You do, yeah. You know? Are you going to get a break yourself, or is it...? Oh, yeah. no, I like to work. I like to I like to keep at it. Um, I'm better off being busy. So, But, no, yeah. but look, there, there's never a long so, break in football, is no. there, Paul? And it's, it's great because... It gives us something to talk about course, this yep. time of year, speculation, rumours, transfers. Yep. It's great. So how's it going to shape up? What's going to happen on Sunday? I think it's a game I'm really yep. looking forward to seeing. Italy more expansive than they would normally be. It's not yep. It's not a typical Italian side. No, Mancini's done a yeah. wonderful, wonderful job um, since not qualifying for 2018 World Cup and the run. I think it's 32 matches unbeaten. Yep, that's right. It's uh, 33 now. 33. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So <laughs> what do you reckon? We've got 90 seconds left. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? What kind of game are we going to see? Look, I think I think the Italians, because they play this expansive style now, um, I think that will really suit England, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, and then when I start looking man for man, because of the the what I think the type of game will be on display, I feel as if England have gotten better players uh, and therefore can go on and win this game. I do believe it's tight because tactically, if the Italians get their nose in front, then I still think they're, they're smart enough. When you've got Cialini, you've got Bonucci, these players that... Like it says, they celebrate a tackle the way a goal scorer celebrates scoring. It's incredible. They love it. I think it'll be a tight contest, but I think England um, will probably just have too much to, to get over the line. And another Harry Kane day, do you think? Or Sterling? I'm just trying Sterling. to think. I mean, what about Grealish as well when he came yes. on? Unusual to come on, go back off again. Yep. But tactically, you can't fault the manager, can you? He's been... He's not got... A thing wrong so far, uh, Gareth Southgate. He's he's changed formation. He's changed personnel. Um, he's brought Grealish off after thirty odd minutes. Um, and to be fair to Grealish, the way that he handled it also is fantastic because it's always about the team. The bigger object, you know, is that is about the team. And um, but Southgate showed that he he can make tough decisions. Everyone sees this nice part of Southgate, but I tell you what, he's determined to to do the right thing for the country. Put himself in a wonderful situation. Player of the tournament so far for you, who would you say? Mm, there's been a few, hasn't there? There's been a, a few really, really good performers. Um, but I'm going to go, 
I'm going to go with Spinazzola. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Such you a know, shame that he's it's out. It's a yep. huge, yep. Uh, huge loss for Italy. And, um, you know, being a former player myself, for, for him to to miss out, you know, due to his Achilles rupture and all that. But for me, he was he was a star that I didn't know too much about, but I know plenty about him now. Craig, that's a great hour. Thanks very much for joining us. Craig, you'll be back with us uh, next week. We're back tomorrow night at five. We'll be here with Mark Guidi. After the news, it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.